0: Okay, Ben, this is one of our more important topics. Uh, Our topic today is concussion. And what I would love for you to do right off the bat here um, is just give us a definition of what a concussion is in your eyes. Uh, Instead of in my eyes, I'll
1: even give you the brand definition that was given (laughs) in the the sixth international conference of concussion in sport, the one that was just last year. Um, so get ready. I'll take a big, deep breath here Yeah. sport related concussion injury caused by a direct blow to the head, neck, or body resulting in an impulsive force being transmitted to the brain that occurs in sports and exercise related activities. Uh, this initiates a neurotransmitter and metabolic cascade with possible axonal injury, blood flow change, and inflammation affecting the brain. Symptoms and signs may present immediately or evolve over minutes or hours and commonly resolve within days, but may be prolonged. No abnormality is seen on standard structural neuro- neuroimaging studies, um, but in research setting, abnormalities may be present on functional, blood flow, or metabolic imaging studies. Sport-related concussion results in a range of clinical symptoms and signs that may or may not involve loss of consciousness. The clinical symptoms and signs of concussion cannot be explained solely by, but may occur concomitantly with, drug, alcohol, or medication use, other injuries such as cervical injuries, peripheral vestibular dysfunction, or other comorbidities such as Psychological factors or coexisting medical conditions. Jeez. I have that definition for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, you're very thorough.
1: They, uh, I think they really just don't the know how to get. Said, it's hey, not that man. they don't know how. It's just it's such a like it's such a broad topic, and I feel like everyone just has. Yeah, it's impossible to make the perfect definition. <laughs> yeah,
0: as <laughs> what so, it comes down to. So so let's play that game. If you had to tell um, my dumbass. Uh, what a concussion is in like a quick sentence. What would you say? Uh, I'd say it's a, c- a concussion's uh, mild traumatic
1: brain injury. Uh, you can consider it more of like a functional injury or a disturbance. Nothing's really getting damaged. Um, it's almost like there's a a stretch and a shear, uh, with within the the cells in the brain.
0: Nice. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much so, what I would say. So that's cool. Yeah, I think that's um, that makes sense to me. And the the thorough definition is important to hear because, like you said, it's very it's very nuanced. There's a lot to go into it. Um, based on you know our topic, because we're talking with, about hockey guys and girls, uh, what are the rates or incidences of concussion? What do what do we know of from the research? And then obviously anecdotally, we both see these. Uh, unfortunately, all too often when we're covering teams, but what are the rates or incidences um, from the research? Yeah, it's kind
1: of all, uh, it's kind of all over the place. Uh, Research kind of shows a bunch of different numbers. Um, Concussions in kids are just, just in general are 50% related to sport injuries, ice hockey, primarily the biggest one for this in Canada, not so much in the States. I think it's more soccer and football there. Um, But in Canada, 22% of hockey players report having at least one diagnosed concussion by the age of 25. Um, and again, 22% of all injuries in ice hockey reported are concussions. Uh, Smith et al. in 2019 uh, found that uh, women's elite hockey had 63% uh, concussions. And... A lot of like in, in with men as well. It was I think forty seven percent concussions occurred by player contact. But that wasn't like a high school study. Thirty two percent were by boards or glass type of thing as well. Uh, Lionel at all in twenty eighteen. Also did another study and found that the most often reported injury diagnosis in practice and competition was a concussion within men and boys. This was an NCAA and uh, like high school hockey study in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, but for women, it was a lower
0: concussion rate. Right. Overall. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, that's like, like you. Yeah, I think you emphasize the reported part of it. And it's not always, you know, unfortunately people feel at times that they are not you know, ready to share that because they want to continue playing. So I think as we continue to work with people and people, you know, if we have any listeners at any point here, if, as they work with athletes and teams, it's important that we somehow establish rapport enough with players to make it a safe environment for them to say like, Hey, I have something going on here. We need to get looked at. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. uh, the other thing is too, even if you look at it more, like
1: if I was looking at more personally to in clinic, I'd say probably, Geez, I'd say probably seventy to seventy-five percent of concussions that I've seen are from hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be just the way that I'm advertised too. That could be just it could be just quite biased yeah. towards myself, right? Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, when I'm on the bench or when I'm around teams and stuff like that, uh, guys are normally pretty quick to. Kind of say like, oh, I don't feel okay. But I, I, I think that's 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 kind of something that's more new, right? With all the education yeah. and
0: I guess all the culture that's around concussions right now, too. Yeah, I think people are becoming more educated in understanding of the long term, you know, implications of it. And uh, I, as yeah, as kids become more and more into hockey, the more education that they're going to understand and, and be welcomed to to talking about it. So I think we're on the right path, yeah. um, based on what you just mentioned, you know, not that, you know, we we always have a timeline in mind, but we, when we look at average return to play timeline sport, where are we at? And do we have enough da- data in hockey to go through that? Is there any data on this? And, you know, personally in discussions I try to make with coaches is that there's no true expectations of timeline. We you know, at least we have an understanding of the, long term implications of rushing somebody back or even yeah, repeated concussions, but um I first personally feel we've got to be firm with our athletes, coaches, and parents with this injury, but yeah, let me know what you feel is um indicated in this in terms of like timeline or what do you think yeah, it's something that I don't really I'm never one to give
1: timelines yeah like to my patients, and I tell them straight up why like I yeah. don't want them to be setting themselves up for failure at some point in mm-hmm. case something does mm-hmm. happen and they can't make it to that goal right mm-hmm. um which some people may argue one way or the other for but i just find that that kind of works for me for uh, sure, um, and my patients but um overall like especially within kids and stuff like that within 30 days is what i typically would see um mm-hmm. and honestly like depending on the situation if it's someone who's come to me within the first 48 hours uh a lot of the times, it's someone who has returned to. If we take a step back, and if we look at them just returning to school or returning to work or something like that, they already kind of skip that step, and they just go straight to school anyway. They don't think about just taking a day off or anything like that, unless they were told to. Yeah, um, but not many, not many do. Um, and if there's certain things that bug them or whatever, we figure that out as it goes on. But if they're already skipping that step and they're already it's not the proper way to do it at all, yeah. but like if they're already kind of skipping that step, it gives you a good idea of where they could be. Yeah. Um, now to get back to your, I guess your question really in terms of like a timeline. Yeah. It's tough. I don't like to give an answer
0: on it. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's a, a pop quiz by me. In my opinion, There's, <laughs> there is, there is no timeline. I don't think there should be, but, <laughs> but fair enough. I think what you're th- thinking makes sense to me. So, um, we can do a million things for assessment, but walk me through your concussion assessment more so in the clinic. We know on ice or in the dressing room, there's really going to be a, a very scat dominant, but where are you at in the clinic with this? Um, I know we can do a lot of things, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um, uh, more or less the initial assessment, really the whole points really just to rule out anything more serious, right? Like that's kind of, that's your whole thing. And, uh, yeah. within, uh, Camera Marshall's course, like the complete uh, the CCMI course, it's that's kind of like emphasized completely. Like, make sure there's nothing neurologically or red flags. Make sure mm-hmm. nothing higher up is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole point of the first assessment is really, you know, subjectively just get all the information that you can. Um, what happened? When did it happen? Who was there? Who treated you first? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, I think kind of just ruling out subjectively any red flags, asking them like your, your normal questions as you would. Yeah. Um, are kind of the things that I go through first. Any medical history, especially um, anything that they ha- like, have they had concussions first, or uh, have they had concussions uh, prior? Is what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Is also really big. Any medications that they're on? Have they been, you know, drinking? Any drugs, any smoking, anything like that. Um, Headaches in terms of frequency and also where they're getting them in their head is really good. Mm -hmm. Dizziness and if there's any like worsening with physical activity or even if like there's any uh, increase with mental activity as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Going through neurological, um, you know, all your cranial nerve tests, reflexes, and just going straight through it. any tenderness through like i guess it depends on when i'm seeing this person if i'm again if i'm in the dressing room if i'm on the bench with these guys or girls Mm -hmm. um i would probably just you know immediately check in through the neck and stuff like that but if we stick clinically i'm still going to check through the neck but not so much to send to hospital immediately a lot of the times i've seen them when they've already been to hospital um but if I'm not, I'm checking for the tenderness anyway. Again, right. that goes into your red flags, right? Yeah. So after that, any ocular motor tests, um, smooth pursuit, just go through your bombs and yeah. uh, straighten any balance, vestibular issues if needed. Right. Uh, tend to, are you trying to call me?
0: <laughs> I am trying to call you. Sorry, I just... <laughs> I, me our, uh, Timing as we do this and I clicked <laughs> I clicked end on the FaceTime end so I'm calling you back here. Okay, give me a call. Keep going with what you're saying though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> symptoms of <variety> score. <laughs> I go yeah, straight I go through straight the whole through thing through just, just to make sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, just to make sure that it's all going on. Okay it kind of gives you a good idea exactly what's going on. It's pretty much taking a piece of the scat six. Um, yeah. but yeah, those are the big things. Uh, normally within the first day, I don't test them on the bike or any exercise tolerance. Yeah. Um, I don't see any purpose to do so on the first day. They're kind of overwhelmed with how much you're doing already. Right. Yeah. Um, after you get through all of your subjective, your cranial nerve tests, your voms, your balance, your stability—like it, it, it's yeah. it's, so, it's so much to even talk about right now, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So
1: I don't see I don't see the point. And to finish no. off, obviously, just your psychogenic, uh, your range of motion, your strength, your tenderness and palpation, all that type of fun stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and do you like do you tell a lot of your patients to sometimes like early on in assessment if you're having an inclination that this is you know more of a moderate to severe scenario? that you're not going to get through all of your assessment in the first day. Like the last thing you want to do is have them going home, just feeling completely buggered. Like you obviously need to do what you need to do from a base standpoint just to get a a grasp of things. But if you're, if you're finding like, okay, if I start doing more of this, am I going to set them back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's kind of, you kind of just led me into another point there too, where education is, If not, like, obviously, obviously it's always important for our patients. But in terms of concussions, there's so much information out there. And we see it, like, if you tune into TSN. uh, Actually, this is a bit off topic. Yeah, keep going. If you you even watch the NFL lately with talks of, like, if a player goes down and they see the fencing response, it's almost like a buzzword that's being kind of said now. Mm. So it's very interesting to see different things like that. So maybe people like think, oh, if I didn't have fencing sign or I wasn't reported to have fencing sign. So maybe I don't have a concussion, but that's not obviously the case. No. Um, So I do tend to kind of tell them what I think and what research shows and this is what's going to be effective. This is what's to expect. Um, It's easy to go through all those steps and then obviously they can see Right. Okay. This is gotcha. this is gonna be this is gonna be tough for a few days, tough sledding, but we can make it type of thing.
0: Yeah, totally. Fair enough. Um, well, you know, I, I think that's the big thing is is just making sure that you reassure them a lot too, right? Yeah. So yeah, moving on a little bit. Um, everybody does this probably a bit differently. I'm not sure if there's a right answer necessarily. Um, lay out your treatment model for these contexts in a you know broad sense scan of this i try to establish day-to-day things right away with people such as setting up their screen time my athletes are university for the most part so discussing where to approach you know uh, that and then talking about aerobic stuff and then vestibular exercises however um where are you at with with this yeah pretty much normally i start just going
1: on a big (laughs) a big rant Um, yeah and just kind of about like what Again, that what to expect, right? The education the reassurance is literally the best thing that we can do for our patients. And like it probably could help outcomes as well, I guess, or expectations, I guess, of what they think. Yeah. Um, obviously, individualistic approach is big for physio. Yeah. And I, j- I just think that that's even more so effective for concussion. And that's what I've yeah. found anyway, especially yeah. with those those five primary categories that I kind of talked about earlier with mm-hmm. uh, exercise tolerance, mental health, cervicogenic, vestibular, oculomotor. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a, like one person could be a lot higher in one compared to the other and you mm-hmm. still got to tackle all five, but maybe it's a bit different for each person, right? Depending on what yeah. you find in their bombs or uh, anything really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in terms of treatment, it kind of really just depends on what they see. I find yeah. a lot of people you do, especially within the first couple couple days, you do really got to send them home with uh, oculomotor stuff almost, I don't want to say 99% of the time, but yes. a Most lot of the time. time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're sending them home with a bit of cicade work or visual tracking, any of that type yeah. of stuff. Um, on top of that, though, uh, if you have a concussion, you more than likely have whiplash yeah. associated issues. Yep. And wh- you're always getting a bit of homework in that regard from me, um, as tolerated. It depends on the person, but as tolerated. Yeah. Um, but so if what, we're sorry, talking sorry about. to cut you off. Yeah, to cut you ahead. off there.
0: Um, when you're approaching that, then are you talking like neck isometrics, neck stretching, deep neck flexors, uh, or what? What exactly? Just give me a, a brief uh, example of what you may give somebody in that context. You kind of hit the nail on the head there.
1: It's yeah. all three, okay. and that's why I kind of say that's why I kind of say the as tolerated because neck, is, neck isometrics. A lot of people find negative can bring on a headache from my yeah. experience anyway, uh, yeah. or bring on whatever their symptoms are. As I said, sure, but um, which is a bit interesting. I do find. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see some research on that, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess if you're talking to, in terms of like your static stretches, I know they're kind of getting bashed around online right now, but they of do help they and people find them, you know, people do find them relieving for their, for their symptoms, even if it's a short term thing. Right. Yeah. Why not? And, but it's the same as anything else. You're going to do it in conjunction with a, a thousand other things in order to get them better. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's all three, and if we're talking in terms of you mentioned screen time a little bit earlier with your athletes, um, a lot of people kind of, not to narrow parents or parents, but if you're if you're talking to a younger a younger kid, a teenager, and they got say they got crunched in hockey, um, a lot of the times the parents just take the phone away from them. And yeah. they say no, we don't like we didn't want them to have their phone like and I'm just like, no, no. Like if they can yeah. have the, like if, if they can tolerate it, go for it. Like, you yeah. don't have to take their phone away. But obviously yeah. again, that's that's an education piece that we need to kind of give to everybody, not obviously mm-hmm. just the patient. And you don't have to have your kid waking up every two or three hours. You don't have to no. sit him in a dark him or her in a dark room. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be anything like that. Yeah. It's it's just as tolerated for everything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And big I time. do, I do really, really, really try to push for, especially like light physical activity in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but
0: again, the as tolerated is really
1: one of the big things that hurt. Are-
0: yeah. And just kind of monitoring symptoms threshold, obviously, while you do that. It is funny Absolutely. too. Like, obviously, screen time is super important. Like you're saying, you don't want to completely disregard it because if you think about it, you're doing kind of mini cicades or, every time you're on your phone you're looking at stuff so uh, if I can tolerate it it's, not, not that i'm saying looking at your phone is rehab but it's um you could argue it's not, not rehab either though yeah it's your brain going yeah you're buzzing through lots of stuff just depending on these teenagers you never know what they're looking at next question <laughs> being um where are we at with this you know in the past oh you're gonna rest for two weeks you're done for a while you're sitting in the dark room i think you already mentioned but you're getting them going as quick as you can with some sort of aerobic stuff if they can tolerate it, yeah, so we're we're done with the rest idea or or currently yeah. that's what we're suggesting, yeah, absolutely
1: uh any rest like more than twenty four hours just really isn't needed. uh, yeah. try to get that sleep schedule right back on schedule. you wanna kind of make it as regular as possible um the dark room, like you said, avoiding screens, you're not gonna do any of that. And just take it easy. Go for walks within the first seventy-two hours and stuff like that. You can do household chores. You don't got to become a part of the couch. Yeah. So.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I think that's currently that's what the research is suggesting, and it makes sense too, right? Like absolutely. Even
1: if and it's have, kind of a big thing that they noticed in the uh, like in the Sixth international conference there. It's it, it was kind of brought up in there. Actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of that paper, um, recognizing concussions is the first place where we start when you know we, we find that somebody's concussed. But what are the seven R's? And for people wondering what the hell I'm talking about, the International Conference on Concussion in Sport talks about the seven R's. And I think they are uh, useful. Um, is it a useful acronym or seven, seven words or letters or whatever? Yeah, what
1: are they? Uh, how about them changing it in uh, the the six to the eleven hours?
0: So now we have oh, eleven to worry about. now good thing you did your research.
1: <laughs> so if you go through your eleven hours, yeah, you have recognize. Recognize is pretty much just you know, uh, I guess giving people that ability to uh, see the concussion. So they need the education piece yep. before so that they can recognize a concussion. Yep. Um. You have reduce, yep. remove, refer, reevaluate, yep. rest, rehabilitate, recover, yep. return to learn, slash return to sport, uh, reconsider, and residual effects.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And who are you referring to? Like, obviously, there's doctors, but anybody else that you tend to kind of work in conjunction with as physios, we try to do our best to make it, you know, multi and interdisciplinary. But who, who are you referring to? Yeah. Um, you can also refer to there are some optometrists who uh,
1: also do like sport related rehab, Mm -hmm. uh, concussion related rehab, sorry. Um, they can also be, um, very, very handy when it comes to that. Mm. Um, that's kind of the main other one that I do refer to or back to doctors for like all the classics, especially if there is something that comes up. Yeah. Um, and there is, uh, in the area, there is a, a sport med doc. So nice. that referral does get used quite often as well.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And and like you, we've talked about lots and you've talked about lots is obviously then with your team environment, you have your strength coach, you have your, your position coaches, you have your head coach, your GM, what have you. So there's always yeah. going to be communication and discussion on the where can we collaborate on this? How can we uh, get people going the right direction? So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and in terms of even with the, like with that crowd, with like
1: that person's group or their people, I guess, right. Like their parents, their coach, their manager, their teacher, all that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to sometimes get a hold of certain people that would obviously be an important part of their life. Yeah. Um, the parents is probably if they're a child, um, yeah. the parents probably the best one to try to communicate with, mm-hmm. um, yeah, getting Which them obviously puts a lot more back in the parent, but just see what you can do. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right on.
0: So, given all this, uh, like we talked about coaches, parents, uh, other team members or uh, assistants, what have you, returning to skate and return to play, um, like we talked about, there's no timeline, but there's stages that people have to go through depending on the way you look at it. I think there's several stages, but what's your model on that? Yeah. Um it really hasn't
1: changed a whole lot, I guess I'll say. Yeah. Um there was a, a, a paper by Bazzini recently Ooh. that gave a pretty good outline. Um let me see if I can find, well, we'll post it for the listeners there. It's from twenty
0: twenty two. Yeah, um, the the Swiss fella.
1: Yeah. Gave a really good
0: outline of uh graduated sport, uh, return to sport strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a lot and, of uh, cool uh, like uh, drills in there as well. It's not even just like your criteria that I'm sure you're going to lay out, but yeah, it's definitely yeah, worth looking to do. he kind of made it more,
1: uh, uh, is it? He? Yeah. Mario. Um, it, it was kind of laid out a little bit more um, directly towards hockey, mm-hmm. especially an elite players. So it worked out quite well mm-hmm. now. It's not something that I've really uh, delved into myself with his work, yeah. Um, but normally, in terms of return to sport, it it kind of follows like a normal path, yeah. And it's that um, light, symptom limited physical activity will be the first thing. Yeah. If they're well, let's say their their cognitive cognitive activity is completely fine, we'll just yeah. focus on physical. Yeah. Um, the next step will be um, the Buffalo either bike or treadmill test, whichever you have the capabilities to be able to do yeah. in your clinic. And if that passes, great, mm-hmm. lovely. Uh, mm-hmm. You normally try to do your Buffalo test within the first like five. I, I try to do it within the first five days oh, of wow. assessment. Um, so just trying to get them back in the clinic, almost like probably the day or like the day or the next day after that from yeah. your assessment. Um, yeah. And if they fail that, no problem. Go just go back to the next step. Like it's yep. completely fine. You just try it again.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but if they pass, that's when you go on to like non-contact. Um, if we stick just to hockey, you're going to go to practice. You're yeah. just going to kind of lightly skate around. Yeah, there's a lot of things in a rink that are a little bit different than if you went. And, you know went out and played soccer right yeah that closed environment the pucks off the boards there's a lock going on the lights are bright yeah so that just getting those, used to the yeah absolutely the, boy used to the, environment. the yeah. boys are flipping they always do <laughs> Yeah. um and the girls <laughs> they yeah, probably, yeah. yeah yeah um so yeah and if that all goes well you have to in between each of these stages you really do got to give it like 24 to 48 hours that's yeah. really what the guideline is yeah um and if that goes well, uh, just, like, almost, like, increase the, the drills that you're doing. Keep it non-contact, but just mm-hmm. just increase it a bit. Yeah. And at the same time that the patient is doing this, mm-hmm. is normally – now, I'm pretty sure that um, Dr. Marshall lines it a little bit differently and says, yeah. like, increase and then do this. But yeah. I tend to kind of do it because you're trying to get the person – you're trying to get them back, but make sure that they can do it in time. And I'm also working with kids who aren't uh, – they don't have practice every day. Yes. So I can kind of treat this as a practice. So you're kind um, of
0: you're, you're thinking criteria as well, not just time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just making sure that they can check all the boxes, right? So yep. if their symptoms are still staying limited and I – I go and I try to do the Black Hawks test. I do a modified version, uh, just depending on the person or the, but more or less it's the Black Hawks test.
0: Yeah. Um, For anybody that hasn't that is, seen the Black Hawks test, it's just
1: YouTube it. Yeah. And pretty much you're just trying to get them up to like a high, high level of intensity. If that all goes well, lovely. Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, the only step that it was, uh, the medical clearance, is pretty much from the Blackhawks test, oh, okay. And you go on and you just make sure that uh, their bombs are still good, right? Um, if they had a baseline test, you can retest it and make sure it's all fine. But a lot of times that isn't as that's, accessible, but that's okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And I then think you got your
0: clears. Yeah, perfect. And then you use a doc to clear that.
1: Uh no. Uh, just if I if I if I clear them, I clear them. If there is something else that's kind of going on. um, And honestly, like if I had the communication where I could just reach out to the doc immediately, I would and just say, hey, I'm going to clear this person. Um, What are your thoughts type of thing? Right. Because it is that multidisciplinary approach. Yeah. But I could have the ability if so needed that I could clear them myself as well.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Which I guess
1: is kind of good to know for a lot of people who like maybe listening who don't understand like, even in the Canadian healthcare system, obviously it's really hard to get into see your doctor. Yeah, like anyone who's trained in concussion uh, treatment can clear you. It I doesn't think. have to be your doctor, which is good. Yeah, to
0: know. I think it's um,
1: maybe it's different in certain provinces. I know Ontario, I think, has a policy, but I'm almost positive that's what it is there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it, what you're saying is at least um, look into wherever you're living. It may be, maybe it's different in different countries. Maybe it's different in each province. Um, clearly for you and your context, that's how you're operating. And I think you're doing it safely. So um, in terms of moving on a bit here, in terms of like people that want to, you know, learn more about this or like we've just talked about, learn more where they can get a better understanding of these concepts. Uh, what are some of the resources that you use? Like for example, Hockey Canada Concussion Card or Hockey Canada Concussion Toolbox is a nice place to start in our context. Yeah. But anything else that you really like or um, would suggest?
1: Uh, you kind of just stole that one right from me. That was oh. perfect. Honestly, <laughs> I really do like that one. I use it quite a bit. Um, yeah. Parachute Canada has quite a few resources as well. It's a website. Right. I think it's. It might be. Don't quote me. It might be a not-for-profit. I'm really not sure. Yeah. Um, but I think they're very. Um, they have quite a few resources and just stuff online that are really good. Um, If you want to look into a couple other places too, sorry, I have my note up there. Uh, The SCAT 6 is always kind of good to look at. We do have the SCAT 6 now instead of the SCAT 5 just since the new new meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, CCMI, like Complete Concussion Management, they also have an app that you can use. It's quite nice to actually go through. Right, and it's it's more they do have it for concussion tracking as well. If something were to come up, so it mm-hmm. could be something that you could use as a nice tool.
0: Yeah, gotcha. Totally fair. And I know that, um, like we're talking about the doctor clearance or the SCATS. It seems like on, like for example, the SCAT five. They they say in red letters. Written clearance should be provided by a healthcare professional before return to play, as directed by local laws and regulations. So, um, like you said, hey, maybe in Newfoundland there's there's no requirement by a doctor, whereas uh, in gosh, who knows? Maybe none of it. They need a doctor. Um, Possible. So yeah, um, I think I think that gives us a good idea about giving some people some resources. My last question for you is. What is the communication like with the coaching staff and parents about concussions for you? I think that's a, a big topic and every situation is a bit different. However, what's your approach with that?
1: Uh, always with me, it's about just being as... Honest, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. Like, Mm -hmm. just like you're you're not hiding anything, and you're obviously staying within your confidence, like your your ethical boundary. Yeah. But um, you always get you know, if 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 it's a high, say a high school or junior high kid, yeah. um, Normally, if the parent doesn't come in for the actual assessment or treatment, I do Mm -hmm. like to say like, "Hey, kid, whoever kid is, um, (laughs) I would like to update your parent on what's going on." Yeah tell them everything that we kind of went through today just because yeah. I find that obviously it's a very, like, it's your brain. It's a, it's a very important thing. <laughs> so yeah. it's not yeah. like, it's not like Sally's coming out with a, an AC joint sprain. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit different, but, uh, and parents can sometimes just be a little bit more uptight and not a problem. I, I completely no, understand. Right. For sure. So yeah. that's why I think that the education side of things is mm-hmm. huge. For the parent as much as it is for the kid. Big now, if we, if we looked at, like, say, a junior age kid or, um, any, like, any pro who, you know, obviously they don't need a guardian to be there dropping them off at their appointment. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit different. I do mm-hmm. like to get the communication up front. I normally do that during the assessment. And I just say, hey, if you don't mind, third party wise, I wouldn't mind if I could reach out to your doctor um to your coach sorry um do you have like a a contact that i can get them through yeah etc etc and if you don't want me to fine that's completely fine you can do it yourself but yeah um it just helps keep an open communication line Mm -hmm. and then they they understand where i'm coming from they just don't think you're going to some joe schmo type of thing either right yeah
0: it does kind of help or
1: that they know that you're going to someone
0: at all really right yeah and then with you, the, your team setting context. You know, you're going to walk over to the dressing room or whatever uh, with the player, or if the player has to leave or whatever, you go talk to the coach and say, "Hey, this is what I'm finding. I'm going to email you this with initials. Uh, this is what I feel in writing." So that they way that way, there's like no uh, questions asked about what your impression is. I Absolutely. Presume. Yeah. And I find that
1: uh, well, depending on who your point of contact that you're assigned. Um, to whichever team it is, like I've I've had ones where the head coach wants me to talk to them directly, where there's something that, you know you deal with the assistant more than you deal with the head. Yeah, um, they're always very good with it, and they just they normally don't. I I haven't had a coach no. be like, "Hey, I want them <laughs> back by next week" or anything yeah, like that. Exactly. Like it's it, they all understand. Yeah, um, they I know that new. it's. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's very it's kind of relieving to hear and it's kind of refreshing.
0: Yeah.
1: So no, for I, sure. I find it, I find it quite good. I don't, I think we have pretty open, open and honest communication.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're definitely in a newer hockey world for all injuries, really, especially the concussions. Um, so that's that's yeah, that's yeah, all I had for you man I think that's uh, great for you to lay that all out I've learned a lot today and I hope uh, if we have uh, more than you and I listening to this podcast other people uh, hear it as well um, any, any closing thoughts Ben anything that um, any questions you have for uh, the listeners if you want to provide homework or anything like that
1: uh, not so much homework but yeah. I did want to bring up the fact that in the let me see if I can find it here in the uh, new consensus statement, yeah. they did bring up a very interesting point when it comes to hockey. I gotta find it here.
0: Yeah, no. Well, the the consensus statement is. I'll just blabber away while you look into it. There, I, I think it's worth the time for anybody, even if you're not a concussion specialist or you um, you simply are just slightly involved in sport. I think it's worth your while. It's a long um, article, but it has tons of tons of great uh, points research to look into and it's always a nice reminder just to be slightly up to date with where we're at on this because the good the the good work that people are doing throughout the the world right now and they're pumping out a lot of new stuff and a lot of the same concepts still apply but there's small details that may uh swing big doors for people
1: absolutely and so the two things that i found in this uh that i found very interesting it was directly speaking towards hockey Mm -hmm. um one thing was that mouth guards were associated with a 28% reduced concussion rate in ice hockey across all age groups. Yep. And it, they did give an indication that um, mouth guards should be mandated in child and adolescent ice hockey, but okay. fair enough. Um, well,
0: that's quite a bit of evidence, at least from their end. To yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I kind of wanted to see if we could have a discussion about even um,
1: is they said, the, and this is a quote, Uh, The policy disallowing body checking in child or adolescent ice hockey reduced the rate of concussion in games by 58%. Further, the policy had no unintended consequences as a greater number of years of experience in body checking leagues did not reduce concussion rates in adolescent ice hockey leagues. Mm. Um, so pretty much, I guess. Pretty much, they say evidence supports that policies disallowing body checking, ice uh, youth ice hockey prevents concussions. Um, but where does that leave us in terms of just hitting in yeah. the game? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, so I obviously guess they're more looking at like taking concussions out of sport. Whereas, yeah, not no. everyone's going to like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that. Yeah. Yeah, if you brought Don Cherry on to talk about that, I feel like we would be uh, getting quite the tongue lashing for even oh, considering that topic. But uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, I think these are the whether, whether, whatever side you're on, it's it's something you, you have to at least just like think about, right? It doesn't mean either is right or wrong, but clearly there's something to be said about in certain contexts you probably shouldn't be hitting. Uh, whereas if you're getting paid to play the sport, that's ultimately you're choosing to do that um so it's like it's like the ufc or mma in general right like or boxing even right yep yep no like there's at a professional level it's the same thing yeah there's ramifications for for sure and it, um that's i think it's fair enough on them for bringing up those ideas so yeah. we will um we will leave it at that um I, so i guess the the homework then is to read that consensus paper uh, yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs>